Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, March 14th, and today happens to be the birthday of Miss Kelly Vincent, so we want to wish Miss Kelly a happy birthday. Trust and pray she's blessed of the Lord today, and you are as well. All right, again, it is time to look in the scripture. We're continuing the message that we began on yesterday's broadcast. This is a four-day message. Today will be the second day of this message. And I'm looking at Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, that very familiar verse. And then also Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15. And I'm preaching on humility, the first step toward revival. And I began the introduction yesterday. I mentioned that I'm preaching about some representations, giving you some men that I believe would show us a good sign of humility. And I began on yesterday talking about Job and Isaiah. Today we're going to pick up and I'm going to deal with the rest of those three through seven. We'll talk about Peter, who you know was part of the inner circle. He was a spokesman. He's always named first among the disciples, and yet he bowed to Jesus. Abraham, the father of the faithful, bowed before God. Number five, Jacob, the blessed of Israel, asked for the blessing of God. Number six, David, the great king of Israel, recognized his smallness and God's greatness. And then number seven, Paul who I don't believe we could argue the greatest apostle and yet humbly walked before his God. And so we're going to be dealing with these today and more. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you will turn to 2 Chronicles chapter number 7. We're going to look at one verse in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And then also Isaiah chapter number 57, Second Chronicles chapter 7, and also Isaiah chapter 57. Second Chronicles chapter 7, very familiar verse, verse number 14, when the Bible says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now over in Isaiah chapter number 57 and verse number 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I'm interested in that phrase, to revive the spirit of the humble. If you want to underline that phrase, of course, in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people which are called by my name, and underline this phrase, shall humble themselves. I want to preach this morning by the help of the Lord on this thought, humility, the first step to revival. Amen. So let me give you, I believe the Bible gives us several, uh, several things that we could talk about. I want to talk about two, if I can, this morning. I want to show you the representations of humility and then some recommendations for humility. Some representations of humility and then some recommendations 
for humility. First of all, the representations. We see it through the Bible. Many, I thought about men and women, but I chose seven men that I want to look at this morning briefly. And if I'm going to deal with all seven of them just in this first point, then I'm going to have to be brief, but I'll do my best to do that. But the Bible shows us all through there that God has used humble people to do His work. Christ came Lord of Lords and King of Kings, but He came as a humble man. Amen. His apostles were humble men. And Christ and His apostles tell us that God resists the proud, but and by the way, will abase the proud. He's going to knock the props out from under the proud. Amen. But He'll give grace and will uplift the humble, amen. And you see it taking place all through the scripture. Let me, let me give you these, uh, these seven brief mentions. First of all, there's Job. Job was the greatest man in all the earth at that time. You say, how do you know that? Cause God said he was. Job chapter number one, verse eight. You don't have to turn. I've, I've written these down to save you the time for turning. But Job one eight, God gave this testimony about Job. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered, my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? You know what he said? He's the best one on planet earth at that time. Amen. A perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. So God evidently held Job in high esteem. When the devil bragged that he is going where he wanted to go, doing what he wanted to do, going to and fro in the earth and doing anything he wanted to do, God said... Have you considered my servant Job? You think you've got the whole world by the tail? You think that you've got everything going your way? You think that you've been able to corrupt everything that you've wanted to corrupt? God said, have you considered my servant Job? So God held Job in high esteem, saying there is none like him in all the earth. Amen. Job was mightily blessed of God. And yet Job looked upon himself humbly. In the last chapter of the book of Job, Job chapter number 42 and verse number 6, here's what Job said. Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. You know what had happened? Job had just went through some terrible times. Job had lost everything that he had. You know the story. And again, I don't have the time to, to run all of it. But you know the story. He lost all that he had. He, even his friends came and railed on him. His friends came and, and talked about him and ranted against him and all that, judging him. And there were times when he defended himself. But when Job saw the Lord high and lifted up, when God spoke to Job and he said, I've seen you, I've heard you by the ear, but now I've seen you face to face. Job said then, he said, now I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. In other words, Job was a humble man that said that I, when I see God high, then I see myself low. Amen. And by the way, when he put himself in the dirt, God raised him up. Secondly, second illustration that I'll use is the prophet Isaiah. We read his text there in chapter 57. Isaiah is the great prophet of Israel. He's got, he's, of all the major prophets, he's the major. You got the books of the, of the major prophets. He's got the largest book. He's got the most about the Messiah. He has more to say about the Messiah than any of the other, matter of fact, than all the others put together. Amen. Uh, he had great, large and clear views of the messianic kingdom, of the, of the millennial reign. He had wonderful views of the nation of Israel, what God's going to do 
in the restoration of the nation of Israel. But you know the story in Isaiah 6 and verse number 1. He said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. You know what happened to Isaiah? Although he's got all this great prophecy, he's got all this great ability, he's even seen God himself. When he saw God himself, then he said in verse number 5, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Amen. Isaiah, rather than be lifted up in pride by all the blessings of God, when he saw God in his glory, Isaiah humbled himself in the dirt. First step towards revival. Here's another man, the third one. Here's Peter, the spokesman for the disciples of Christ. Amen. Peter was allowed to be in our Lord's inner circle. When our Lord would take three and do something special with those three, Peter was always first of the three. When Peter, when the disciples are named, Peter's name is always first. Peter was privileged to be on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was privileged to witness the miracles of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was privileged to preach on the day of Pentecost. Amen. But when Peter saw the miracle working of God initially in Luke chapter number 5, when he's out there fishing and Jesus told him to cast his net over on the other side and that draw it in and Peter saw the miracle working of God. Here's what he said in verse number 8 of Luke 5. When Peter, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Amen. Peter wasn't lifted up in pride. Peter was abased. Peter was lowered in humility. Somebody made the statement that Peter's declaration of himself as a sinful man was a recognition of himself as a compound of dirt man from the dirt and sin from that. In other words, not just dirt, filthy dirt. Amen. Not just a ball of dirt, a filthy, contaminated, polluted Ball of dirt. Amen. And so he saw himself as that he really was. In other words, he was humbled. Amen. And that would be humbling. And by the way, when he said for Christ to depart from him, he wasn't saying get away from me. He wasn't, it wasn't that he didn't want Jesus near. He was saying, I don't deserve to be close to you. I don't deserve to be in your presence. Amen. He stated that he is not worthy to be near to the majesty and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He saw the manifest power of God in Christ and it humbled him. Amen. Fourth example is Abraham. Abraham. We're talking about Job, Isaiah, Peter, now Abraham. Abraham's a great man of faith. He's the friend of God. He's universally known as the father of the faith. But when he was begging God to rescue his nephew Lot, you remember that? In Genesis chapter number 18, verse number 27, the Bible said, And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. You hear that phrase quite a bit, by the way, dust and ashes. I got to thinking about that. I didn't read this in somebody's commentary. God give me the thought and it blessed me when I thought about it. Dust is where you come from. Ashes is where you'd be going if it wasn't for the grace of God. Amen. 
Dust is where we come from. God made Adam from the dust of the earth. Ashes is where we'd be going, burning in the fire if it wasn't for the good grace of God. Amen. And so Abraham, rather than placing himself on some pedestal of holiness, some pedestal of righteousness, Abraham said, I'm nothing. I'm dust and ashes, but I'm able to plead with God. Amen. Number five, there's Jacob, the progenitor of the nation of Israel. He's the father of the nation of Israel. Jacob was blessed to witness the ladder from heaven. Amen. There at Bethel. You remember that? Jacob had been spared as his trip down to Laban and all that deceiving and trickery going on down there. Yet he'd been spared and been allowed to return. God told him to come back to the land of promise. And God promised that he'd go with him there. Genesis chapter number 32. Preached on this recently about that wrestling with God as Jacob wrestled with the Lord. But in Genesis 32 verses 9 and 10, we see that Jacob prayed in humility and sincerity. Here's what he said. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. Here's what he said. I am not worthy of the least of all thy mercies and of all thy truth, which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For my, for with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. You know what Jacob was doing there when he said, with my staff I crossed over? He said, I didn't have anything but this walking stick. I was bankrupt. I was bankrupt. I was fleeing for my life. And I was, when I crossed this Jordan, but by the goodness of God, now I'm not bankrupt. Now I'm blessed of God. I've got a family. I've got all these flocks and all these blessings and all this goodness plus the blessing of God, the smile of God and the presence of God. Amen. Guiding Him. But He said, I'm not worthy of the least of these blessings or of Thy truth. Amen. He's in humility. I'll say again, that's the first step. Towards revival. We come in, we say, well, praise God. If anybody in Madisonville ought to be blessed, it ought to be us. If anybody makes it to heaven, Lord, surely I will. You know who my grandma was? (laughs) Amen. If we got that attitude, we ain't getting nothing from God. Just like you snicker and laugh at that. You think God looks down to that and says, pitiful fool. No doubt that's what he says. Amen. We don't deserve the least of His mercies. And when we recognize that, we're in the first step towards revival. Amen. Amen. Number six is the man David. He's the great psalmist of Israel, the king of Israel. Amen. He's a man after God's own heart. Praise God. David had been blessed with God in the keeping of his sheep. He wrote that 23rd Psalm. I believe David knew something about being a shepherd. David knew something about the protection of God when he's out there and the provision of God when he's out there. Amen. David had been blessed in keeping his father's sheep. David had been blessed in slaying Goliath with the sling and the stone. Amen. David had been blessed in playing the harp for the king and God using that to tame down the evil spirit that was upon King Saul at the time. And David had been twice anointed king of Israel. But he never thought more highly of himself than he ought to think. David didn't lift himself up in pride, not before God and not before King Saul. Amen. 
David recognized how small he was. Matter of fact, when he's talking to Saul, when Saul was hunting him to slay him, David argued that he was too small for King Saul to consider a threat. In 1 Samuel chapter number 26 and verse number 20, here's what David said. Now therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth before the face of the Lord. For the king of Israel is come out to seek a flea as when one doth hunt a partridge in the mountains. David said, I'm not worthy of even King Saul thinking about me. I'm not worthy of King Saul trying to hunt me down. I'm like a flea unworthy. By the way, that's where we ought to find ourselves. We've been blessed, mightily blessed of God. Don't let the blessings of God build us up. Matter of fact, the goodness of God's not sent to build you up. The goodness of God is to lead you to repentance. Amen. Recognize your need to draw on out of Him. Then, then the last one I'll talk about this morning is Paul, the great apostle to the Gentiles. <laughs> Paul was greatly used of God to preach to kings, get the gospel into Caesar's household. Paul was privileged to traverse continents. Amen. Paul was privileged to establish churches. Paul was used to massively, majorly testify of the goodness of the grace of God among the Gentiles. And yet Paul never thought too highly of himself. He said things like where I preached last week, Ephesians 3, 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. Paul said, I'm less than the least of all the saints. First Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 9. Paul said, For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Amen. Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 15, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners and here of whom I am chief. Paul said, I'm less than the least of the saints. I'm the least of the apostles. I'm probably the worst sinner there is. Amen. All these men that I talked about, Old Testament and New Testament, mightily used of God, Greatly blessed of God, yet they were not lifted up in pride. They walked humbly before their God. Amen. I believe we could experience the blessings of God if we'll walk humbly before our God. Amen. That's the kind of people God blesses. God blesses people that are not lifted up in pride. That is the attitude that God wants to send revival to. He said, I dwell with him as of a humble and contrite spirit to revive him that is humble. Amen. Well, that's all the time we have today for today's program. So we'll have to break in right there. Lord willing, we will continue this message on tomorrow's broadcast. So until then, may God bless you is our prayer.